Hey, humanoids, on today's Mass Man Show, we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber, we're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, and how WrestleMania is shaping up, uh, and the everlasting need to bring factions back to our lives. If you can't get enough of me, David Shoemaker, uh, you can check me out. I was on the Bill Simmons podcast on Monday, and you can hear my other podcast, The Press Box, on the Channel 33 podcast feed. If you're looking for some good stuff to read, and I know as good nerds you all are, Please check out uh, TheRinger.com. We've got a lot of amazing content up. There's some wrestling stuff up this week. Two of them, actually. Keep your eyes open. But if you go right now, you can check out Haley O'Shaughnessy's piece, My Taper's Keeper, Inside the World of NBA Barbers, one of my favorite things we've done in a while. Also, we got a piece called Against the Grain. That's the uh, secret history of Dave's Killer Bread, which is delicious bread and an even more delicious story. So check those out right now. Hey, Peckerheads, it's me, Peter Rosenberg, the most mage mage caster of them all. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Rose Battle Season 1 champion Mike Lawrence. Scott What's up, guys? This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You know you're listening to. You're listening to. You are listening to. And you're listening to. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. I'm Dave Schilling. Wow! You to, you oh let, yeah, listen. You, you guys introduce yourselves own. for the for this this episode. Yeah, it's so fun. And then to my right, star of stage and screen. I feel like you would say that probably. Yes. Skylar Austin is yeah, what you would also say. But Skylar, Skylar Austin. Skylar Austin. Oh, that's right. I mispronounced your Stone name. Stone Cold Skylar Austin. Exactly. Uh, the At- the younger, better Steve Kazee. Hey now. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I just think we should just throw as many bombs at Kazee as we can Why since not? he's over in New York being a Broadway star. He's landlocked preparing right now. To be a Broadway he can't star. defend himself. <laughs> would you say, Skylar, you've you've done a lot of stage work in your time? Mm. So is is how would you? Is Steve Kazee is right now in like the NXT phase of uh, Pretty Woman the musical. He's, yeah, he's absolutely building the ring right now before uh-huh. he goes out. It's uh, it's a hell of a grind. You're a bit in a vacuum when you're gearing up to something that big. So. I'm sure he's off the grid and and just in the tunnel right now. Yeah, I'm sure I'll listen to this and get really mad. Um, gigantic week of WWE pro wrestling. It's officially WrestleMania season. It is. Yeah. And we officially kind of know what a few of the matches are going to be, which is a step in the right direction. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> I'd say a very small handful, like three. Well, let's go through them. Okay, so we know we're going to get a triple threat for the IC title. Miz, Balor, That's, and That Rollins. seems like a done deal. Yeah. Are we thinking it's Demon Finn? Probably, right? He's got to bring it out for WrestleMania. That'd be cool. Some, who was at the point, was it just a tweet or something, or did someone did someone say this to me in a text message that uh, it's, it's pretty amazing that Finn keeps going into these matches like the Elimination Chamber that are like must-win situations for him, and he never breaks out the demon paint? There's a kayfabe explanation of course. for this. It, was... like, it takes too much power to summon the demon. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, he needs to be brought out, not to mention, like, we can't have, like, a six-pack challenge with just a demon on the side. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think we need to have him either for a singles or a triple. Can we, we get bring... a side of demon with this, yeah. please? I just, it just makes, I mean, from a, in a kayfabe world, doesn't it make sense to use your demon powers for the Elimination Chamber and then just, like, go with God at WrestleMania? At least you made it into a title match at WrestleMania. Yes, but let's assume, and you like comic books, right? Yeah. Spawn. Spawn had only so much <laughs> like you gotta like a lot of comic books. See, this is it. Energy. Spawn used to be like awesome. he had the counter. Like eventually the counter goes to zero oh, yeah. and then he goes back to hell. So maybe the demon has a counter too. He only has a certain amount of times he could whip the demon out. Exactly. All right. Mm. Uh, All right. Speaking of whipping the demon out, hey let's there. have a Ric Flair. No, I'm um, <laughs> so we got, so we have our IC title thing. Yeah, um, it looks like we. I mean, uh, we, on the other side, we have a US title feud. But I guess we have Fastlane before anything in Smack and on the SmackDown side is really is really clear. Yeah, the rivalry. You mean? Yeah, I could see that being a triple yeah. threat. Dude, rivalry, come on. <laughs> um, but but they, you know, we often see these parallels, right? Every time that there's like two paper, like a Raw and a SmackDown show that are sort of back to back, or even at the big shows like Survivor Series or SummerSlam, if there's like a triple threat on the IC title scene, you can kind of start to pencil in a triple threat for the U.S. title, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't they do these kind of weird balancing act? 
I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but like think about John Cena jumping over to another multi-man match in the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Just coming off of a seven-man elimination chamber, now there's a full... Is it six men it's now? Six it's six. It yeah. started as just like a rematch with Sammy and Kevin versus AJ, and now there's just... Right. Soon the Riot Squad's going to be there, <laughs> yeah. and the Mistourage. Um, if they're, yeah, they're we're gonna, lucky. They're going to find some reason to put a cage around the ring, too. The um, That's not true. Uh, so Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber, and we'll break down the card a little bit further on, but Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber match in fairly dominant or triumphant fashion. He will be facing Ro- uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, I guess there's still a, a tiny chance that someone else has entered into that, but it feels like that's our main event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're taking Braun away from that that that. Completely. It looks like him and Elias at WrestleMania, which like is Extreme a, Rules match, maybe with the with the you know fire extinguisher yeah, coming it, out and the and the cello. I mean the bass, the right. bass with the on a pole. But it, it does feel like I mean there there is still like a you know this is a raw feud vibe to the whole thing, and they're just gonna pull something else out of the out of the hat. But I don't know at this point what it would be. Another Kane match. Kane is supposedly working house shows again. Isn't he running for mayor again? Yeah, but he can something? he can squeeze in a trip to New Orleans for yeah. WrestleMania. Sure, who can't uh, do some fundraising for his campaign? He did it at the Rumble, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nakamura is just hanging out, uh, you know, squashing Aiden English, and, and actually that wasn't a squash match. It should have been more of a squash match, but um, he, he's just hanging out, waiting to see who's going to win this fast lane thing. He, I mean, I'm sure if we went back through and you know the, all like the kayfaber metrics and looked at these multi-man world title matches. The champion retains almost all the time. Yeah, as he should. Yeah, I mean, it's just a. I mean, it's it's a it's a stopgap. Especially of. considering that you had AJ Styles jobbing to John Cena mm. last night. Uh, so he's got to get his win back. But this is the this, this is the real conversation. What is John Cena doing? Right? Kenny Herzog <laughs> is writing about this for us this week. I mean, amongst other things on the Ringer dot com. But um, John Cena is trying to put over this storyline. I mean, I'm not just putting it on him. This is, I mean, the, the storyline, and it's not a bad idea, is that he wants to earn his way onto the WrestleMania card. You know, it's a little bit silly when it's John Cena. This would be like a fine few, a fine gimmick for like Dolph Ziggler, but John sure. Cena, John Cena could show up and wrestle, you know, the Colonel from the KFC commercials, and that would be like the third, the, the you know, the number three match on WrestleMania. Yeah, he says he doesn't book the the matches, but he's booked his own matches so many times in the last twenty years. He doesn't book the matches, but he's but he's a free agent. Even in the kayfabe version of his current career situation, he doesn't have to come back at all if he doesn't get guaranteed a match on Wrestle. It right. Yeah. Well, there was that raw swerve where they told us we were getting the Undertaker match. I was like, okay, here we go. I, I I liked that. And then I was like, okay, where are they going with this? So he's going to SmackDown. So is he going to be hit, uh, like another broken Matt Hardy mm-hmm. in that he's going to take a bunch of L's down and out just when you think there's no hope and he's about to retire. We hear the gong and that gives him his mojo back and it's a career versus career match or something. But having him go over AJ and insert it into this uh, main event at Fastlane. I'm going. What? Is yeah. The, what is the play? It's 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 weird. I, I think that it's. I mean, I think that it's. I, I have no idea if this Undertaker thing is going to happen. By the if if I were going solely based on what we've seen on television, it seems very strange to me that he would call out the Undertaker, <laughs> and that would be the extent of you know. And, right. and then saying it's not going to happen, and then that really is all that we're going to hear about it. Yeah. I, I, it seems like if I had to bet, I would bet that they're bringing the Undertaker back. Well, now, I'll let, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. I, I will say that I think that right now, this is sort of like the weird confusion that surrounded the women's division overall when Rousey came in because WWE really didn't know what was going to happen. So they had to just like make it seem like there's all these possibilities in the air, but they end up just not telling a story at all because they don't really know what to do. I mean, it, right. it, it was too now, we, and now and a half of confusion. Now we know. Now here we are, yeah. But on the John Cena side, I think it's a little bit of deliberate, it's related, a little bit of deliberate misdirection because really what's happening is he's goosing the, you know, buy rate for the Fastlane pay-per-view sure. and trying to make SmackDown seem relevant because, you know, their ticket sales haven't been great and everything. And if they made it any clearer that the Undertaker was coming, that would, it would the fall or you know the lie would be apparent, right? Yeah, I mean, I think this this whole WrestleMania season so far has been about working us and working the smart fan and saying, mm. okay, you guys think you know everything that's going to happen? Well, we're gonna we're gonna pull Brock Lesnar from Raw, and we're gonna try to work you and make you think that he's not showing up and that he's being difficult. There's no way 
that Brock Lesnar is just going to no show Raw. Mm-mm. Okay, he's he's got essentially free money. I mean, it's not free, but he's working limited dates. He's making a lot of money. He can dictate terms as much as anybody to Vince McMahon. House uh, money. Yeah, it's yeah. of all of the working that they're doing. And listen, I don't think that he just no showed Raw. The it was pretty amazing that they just like announced that he would be there repeatedly but that was clearly part of the work because like unless he was calling them and saying i'm in a limo on my way <laughs> right right i can't i don't know why they would have gone you know overboard except just to like have the disappointment be part of the work anaheim yeah. has some traffic on the 405 i mean you do <laughs> really not know does, he yeah. was hanging out with dana white in vegas the night yeah, he but they would have pushed yeah. that promo to the last segment if they of had course. to if they really thought he Absolutely. was on the way yeah no i think it's genius i think it's the, the smartest angle they've tried to to pull off in a long time because it's really believable yeah. that he's just gonna go fight for ufc and that we, and that despite all the money and the limited bookings and everything everything like when that new contract sitting on your lap you're a little bit you know it's easy to be like yeah f my current job you know i got some i got you know new stream of of income yeah that's the only way that a work shoot can really be effective is if it's plausible that's Mm -hmm. why i didn't really love the rain cena stuff because it was like okay these guys are just going to go out there and 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 bad mouth each other and 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 bad mouth booking decisions and these kinds of things and, and the marketing of the company that's crazy or or even the pipe bomb like come on see guys. i like the work shoot stuff i mm-hmm. think that the roman cena stuff was a like one too many maybe on the yeah. promo side but um i loved roman's promo this week on raw oh, i actually yeah. i i thought it brought out some fire i imagine in a kayfabe world or maybe even a real world that the boys were in the back like kind of going f yeah like yeah man tell him i mean even though it's obviously written and he's not really going the guys in the back are really going to hate me for saying this even though <laughs> this is pretty much uh, loosely scripted yeah um but i loved him getting getting amped I, and you know what like this is a semi uh, lukewarm to hot take i don't like Brock Lesnar. Not kayfabe, by the way. Mm-hmm. I I'm done. Like, stop holding up the belt. Um, I'm over the gimmick. Uh, uh like what? I don't know, man. I don't want you to, um, squash Braun Strowman with one F five. That that hurts me. That yeah. hurts Raw. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm ready for Roman to go over at Mania. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> I I thought I was like, oh, here we go, Rollins, Roman, uh, you know, Brock, triple threat at Mania. Maybe it'll happen from that amazing Raw. And then I saw the writing on the wall when I was watching the Chamber. You know, Braun can't came off strong. Obviously, did all the work, mm-hmm. pinned five guys, and then Roman got the last yeah. pin with a spear. And you know, and then Braun beats the crap out of him. You know, when the copyright's coming up. But I. I can't believe that I that I'm I obviously knew that this was going to happen over a year ago, yet I find myself excited for Roman Brock one on one and I'm excited for Roman to win. I I said this. I was on Bill Simmons podcast uh, on Monday and I get this is basically what I said there. I'm excited for this match just like you one because uh, I want to see how they tell this story that and this is before Monday night. Obviously, Uh, this is how they tell the story with that they've sort of convince themselves is going to work, but let's see if they can figure out a compelling way to tell it. They got to depart from the work shoot thing. Yeah. That was great this week. We got to now to- do something Totally else. agree. Two, like you said, uh, I'm excited for them to turn the page and have a, and, and let's get, let's get back to a show where the title's on raw every week. I mean, they don't defend it every week, but this, they're, they're, they're in the, doing this insane balancing act where they're keeping Lesnar off TV. And in some level that like increases the prestige of his matches and of the title, by proxy, but then the rest of the time they're sort of pretending he doesn't exist. You know, I mean, it's like the elimination chamber is for a shot at him, but like we just kind of mention him as little as possible. This is our title match. This is our main event match. You know, it's it's a very strange thing. But then three, um, you know, I'm I'm ready to be done with I'm I'm ready to be done with waiting for Lesnar versus Roman Reigns every year and having yeah. and like just let it let him do it. Let's mm-hmm. move past it. And it's time. I think Lesnar's yeah. Lesnar's stock is on the falling side, in my opinion. I wouldn't mind to see him return to the UFC. Sure. Uh still be a part-timer, take the belt off of him, maybe reimagine the gimmick when he comes back. But yes, this story is ready to be told and ready to have its climax at Mania in New Orleans. And uh we know we're seeing those double arms go up slowly with Roman Reigns <laughs> and he'll be holding the, the red belt. And yeah, that's all right. I think that uh, it's it's definitely true that the only way to really get proper heel heat in WWE is to be a part time guy yeah. who doesn't seem like he is you really seem involved. Like you, you, and, don't it's not seeming like you deserve it. And yeah, like yeah. in like whatever the nerdiest version of deserving is. Sure. 
I, I hate to undercut the theory, but like I I don't like him in a I don't hate him in a kayfabe way. <laughs> I actually like am fine with like way less Lesnar in the yeah. WWE. Yeah. I am. I think there's a such an amazing depth of talent, and I'm not ready to just watch him retire. But like I wouldn't mind not seeing him for the next two years. Yeah. Let, Whoa. Let that <laughs> sit with that for a second. Masked man. Universe. Um, they should just give him an honorary championship. Just we have the we have the WWE title. We have the Universal title. Let's just come up with the third one you know and just let him have it so that whenever he comes back he can be defending this title but let's keep let's let's just set him aside for a right while. yeah let's give him the uh, galaxy bring yeah, the, the, uh, the galaxy bring, champion bring back yeah. the european title there we go yeah, let him go to europe trash. i feel like lesnar would take that as an insult yeah <laughs> europe of the socialized medicine come other than yeah. minnesota on a farm another quick reason more to my point then we can move on yeah i'm excited to see paul Heyman be a mouthpiece for somebody else yeah, yeah. i've heard reigning defending undisputed champion brock lesnar for i'm ready I'm ready for her. To, I don't think he'll go with Ronda now. Maybe if she turns heel, but I, I don't know. Finn, I, the Balor Club. I, I don't know. Someone. I, I, you know, and we know WWE is not not you know always high on factions, but man, I mean, you just look at. I mean, there there is there is so much talent on Raw right now that if there were ever a time for a new dangerous alliance, like this would be that would be a great way to keep. I mean, I was just glancing at what cage side seats or something, and there is a story about how the the uh, revival is just like. Like shoot, basically shooting to anybody that'll listen to them yeah. about how there's no opportunities, and it's just like, well, all right, like they, like this could be the foundation of a good faction. We yeah. literally have the club and the bar. Think about yeah. that. You could either go to the the club <laughs> or, the <laughs> or you go to the bar. It depends on your your mood and your 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 desire to socialize, I suppose. Yeah, I'm a I, last time I was on here, I was talking heavy on faction, so I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm a big fan of the faction. Yeah. I would like to see Balor Club be a stable. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Paul Heyman behind it, uh, or a completely other faction. Uh, get get those bruisers, um, you know, and in even, there. I was thinking about that, watching watching uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber, how we have Absolution, but Paige's role going forward is a little bit unclear. Corey Graves is doing his level best to, to shoehorn in you know, they're getting all their advice from Paige. They've talked about this before the match, but like, right. okay, we'll see. But it would be interesting to be like, if the, if the you know, remaining working members of Absolution were sort of guns for hire or were like looking to induct other people into their, their squad or whatever. I, I suggested on no. Twitter that Mandy Rose should be in the Balor Club. Abs- if they turned heel, I think I absolutely cool. agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool to have so, a female member of that. You mentioned the bar. We got to keep rolling on AOP, WrestleMania predictions. I want some muscle in there. This is, this is exactly what I was going to say. They, they they cut a promo saying they've depleted all. It, this was a great week for promos on wrestling. I just want to say true. this. Big shouts to Alexa Bliss for her post uh, Elimination Chamber promo. Shouts to Roman Reigns, to John Cena, to. Uh, and the bar, you know, almost flew under the radar when they came out and they're like, we've beat everybody. Um, the Miz, but they, but there was an. It was also a great week for like I th- feel like for WWE thinking they were really, uh, they were really making it drawing a clear line from th- whatever's happening now to WrestleMania and everybody on Twitter being like, why is this not what I think it is? They're like, what's going on? Like no. Nobody knows if the Undertaker is going to fight. I guess they have to keep that. They have to keep that vague. But the bar is a great example. They were like, "We've run through everybody. We don't have challengers, and now everybody's trying to book the revival into that, or trying to figure out how." This is going to be like the authors of pain, right? This is going to be an NXT call up. It has to be. It's got to be because think about it. And you also now have uh, I hate for the not, but like what about the Usos New Day just running it back for the sixth time? Yeah, but that promo was incredible. It was amazing. That was so, it was amazing. Promo. And Shane McMahon's promo with the popcorn was also a big highlight of SmackDown <laughs> for me. It's like it's hard enough for Shane to talk sometimes, but then put food in his mouth. Yeah. So we have we'll, we'll get to SmackDown in a second, but we have. Uh, so the bar, and then on the women's side, we've talked about the bar. We'll see what's going to happen. On the women's side, finally, it looks like Alexa and Asuka, are, this is a match and not just a hypothetical, right? This is this is going to happen. Nia Jax uh, will, I'm sure, continue to be involved to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, Asuka like, goes over at Mania. She's not losing. Yeah. I mean, that would be the right move. Um, Bailey and Sasha seem like they're, they've, you know, paired up to have a WrestleMania match. This Pre-show. is This is the weird, what? Pre-show. Oh, pre-show. I thought you said big show. I was like, yeah, that'd, that'd <laughs> I mean, big show, special it, guest referee. Make it a triple threat, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, and then on the SmackDown side, what, who's who's going to wrestle Charlotte? Who, who, what's the prediction? I think prediction? it seems like Carmella is going to, in some way, be involved in this match. Cash in. Cash in or some, I don't know, because they don't. she doesn't have a challenger mm-hmm. that is worth a damn. Carmella's got the briefcase. 
why not just say, okay, I'm just cashing it in at WrestleMania. All right. It's you and me. Like, why? why the Riot not? Squad is the heel, you know, of of note. Of you know, the heel, the heels of record on the SmackDown women's side are are the Riot Squad, but they're not. I mean, they're they're running through that match at Fastlane. So yeah. something that no one's seeing, and this probably won't happen, but it would it would definitely come like an RKO out of nowhere would be. Uh, Becky Lynch heel turn. Yeah, Oof. I mean, she yeah, she does a lot of make a wishes. It really won't make sense. I'm just trying to think that I don't think Ruby Riot and Charlotte is WrestleMania worthy. Uh, maybe Ruby Riot, Charlotte, Carmella triple threat. That's got pre-show all over it, though. Um, yeah, I mean, you could do Charlotte, Tamina. Yeah, exactly. What What are you gonna say? Ladder match. Yeah, uh, multi woman ladder match. I just don't think yeah. that you put Charlotte in the. What about Naomi? What about Charlotte? Just like lets her friends wrestle for the title. It's just Becky, Naomi, and Charlotte triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Title, and I then mean, the riot the Riot Squad is standing outside the ring, mad because they're not in it. They're all baby faces. What about if now? you get the Shield triple threat that we don't get, and you do just all baby face Hogan Warrior style, like Charlotte, Naomi, Becky triple yeah. threat? You know, I don't. Either way, Rusev Day needs better booking, and that's really what we should be talking about. <laughs> let's jump backwards to Elimination Chamber, but before we do, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I wanted to tell you about the revamped Ringer NBA Show podcast. We are Monday through Friday. On Mondays, John Gonzalez hosts Heat Check. Bounce around, talk to a bunch of different Ringer staffers about the weekend that was and what's coming up on Tuesdays. Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor, America's favorite couple. On Wednesdays, Sources Say with Chris Ryan and Julia Littman, and maybe some interview podcasts as well. And then Thursdays, group chat, Chris Ryan, a rotating cast of Ringer staffers. We even put this on YouTube too. And then Friday, draft class, Kevin O'Connor, Jonathan Sharks, sometimes Danny Chow, talking about the 2018 NBA draft, mock stuff, who's rising, who's falling, who's going to do what. You get this every day, all the way through the playoffs, the draft, and even free agency. Five days a week. The Ringer NBA Show. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's start this off with the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Guys, the Women's Elimination Chamber match was really well done. That was know? my favorite match of the night. Was it really? Yeah, absolutely. They it's- they were able to use, first of all, the the scale with like Sasha and Alexa bliss in particular, the scale of the cage looks so much more impressive, right? I yeah. mean, when they were doing that spot where they were climbing up, like Sasha and Bailey were climbing up and Alexa was in the middle. It looked like this war is games. Like, it yeah? looks so tall. It yeah, looked like exactly. Adam Cole on top. This, of is like, this is like a YouTube video of someone like free climbing up Mount Rushmore or something. Yeah. And you're like, Oh dude, this guy's going to die. Right. Uh, but, th- but it's, it was, it was really cool. And all of the, you know, the Alexa jumping off the top of the cell, I mean, at the top of the pod, whatever. And I mean, everything just looked really cool. And Sasha's little, that first little heel turn, Against I mean, and I, and I use heel turn loosely because I don't think we have really clear lines, you know, between these two in, in their feud. But when when she was helping Bailey up to the top of the pod and then just smacked her, like that was really well done. Yeah, it told an excellent story from the beginning, from Bailey starting to Sasha saving her to then them being the final three. The only thing that bugged me was Alexa, you know, really kind of like baby facing at the end. And, and in the promo? In that the promo you? and in the way that she won the match. I just want to see was... her be more nefarious. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I, I think that... It, it's they're in a tough spot because these are like big moments in wrestling history, right? You, this is the first ever women's elimination chamber. Not that elimination chamber is going to like take up a chapter in anybody's history book, but you know, it, will, it was a moment and I felt like there was some obligation for her to win in a clean, you know, in a, in a kind of legitimate way. And then also she's got to cut that first half of the promo for like future video packages when she's our babyface champion sure. or whatever. I just think that she's so good at at being sympathetic that it undercuts the babyfaces on the raw side. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how her career goes because certainly it's going to be a long one. Um, but it's it, 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 it whether or not she can really pull off a baby. I mean, she seems like an obvious baby face, right? She's small. Mm-hmm. She's attractive. She's blonde. You know, whatever. She's, she's funny. She's great. She's got all the skills in the world to work baby face. That said, in a lot of ways, she's more of a conventional WWE heel, right? Yeah, I just want to like the physicality is a problem for me. She's so small. She she's not intimidating face to face with another 
mm-hmm. WWE she's superstar. Not, she's not face-to-face. I mean, she's not intimidating when she's being interviewed by Renee Young. Right. Yeah. So I, I think they, they made a really smart choice in giving her a heater uh, in Mickey James. Yeah. And someone who can be physical with her opponents. I think they need to really formalize her relationship with Nia Jax instead of it being this, like, frenemies sort of thing. Just make her... The, the muscle for a faction because my man loves factions. I love factions. And and the thing is that when Alexa does lose, if she's, you know, wrestling Asuka at, at Mania, I don't know if she'll have the belt for quite some time, at least the raw belt. So um, it would be interesting to go faction heavy and actually really, yeah, solidify Nia Jax and, um, and Mickey James, who I know they're really high on backstage uh, and they're, they're probably going to give her a decent push. Maybe add one or two people to that. Uh, and uh, you got a legit, you got what Absolution always wanted to be yeah. before Paige got hurt. And Alexa can cut promos for both of them. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, uh, speaking of Absolution, good showing by both Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Mandy seemed like she was like jumping out of her boots because she was so excited to be there for half that match. And man, I just think Sonya's really good. You know, I should say as a point of clarification um, on Simmons' podcast, I was, I said we, he was talking about just letting the women have SmackDown, making that an all women's division show. I, I don't know if I'm, I would go that far, but I do think that it would be nice to sort of like give, you know, that roster more room to maneuver. Yeah. Um. But and and I said I didn't know who the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division was. The obvious answer was was Natalia, and I totally whiffed on that by not bringing her up. That said, oh, this is a very roundabout way to say. Like Sonya Deville, I don't know if anyone would call her like a good hand in the way that Natalia is. I don't know how solid she is gonna you know gonna be night in night out, but she looked great in that match to me. Yeah. And I think I, I think it's it feels good that you know all of the five developmental wrestlers that were called up for the Riot Squad and Absolution all sort of look like they're hitting their stride. You know, I don't think there's any like lost causes out there. So. Yeah, the work in the ring has definitely improved, and I really liked Mandy and Sonya in that match. Um, you know, I'm super high on Mandy Rose for whatever reason. She just was like, oh, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I just think they need characters, and that's why, you know, having a dedicated talker yeah. that's not Paige, because Paige doesn't seem like she's really, like, cut out to be a manager yet like yeah. someone who can really cut promos and, and also be physical yeah you either have to combine efforts with maybe this new uh faction that i'm mentioning with alexa <laughs> and, and naya we're just, you know let's just function as if this faction exists all right? yeah yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, there yeah. Is a big what should we call them uh blissed out no um no, i'm not whatever. like most girls most girls most we'll girls be called most girls um, um e- either way i i i um I agree, and I think that Sonya, uh, I think I think all the ladies that are in Absolution and the Riot Squad are finding their stride, and I think that's the reason why sooner than later, I know Mania season gets a little cluttered, but maybe when they have more time, they probably need to break apart, and they need to just be, and maybe form some new factions, because I, I, I think Absolution, just by nature of Paige's injury, just didn't do what it was. They came out strong. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. They really just need to run a tournament. I mean, they've had so much success doing the the cruiser tournaments and the May Young Classic and the UK tournament. I mean, why not just do one of those on Raw and SmackDown? Just do like all the women are fighting in a tournament and they and the winner Ladies, gets. Ladies, are you just- guys ready to make history <laughs> one more time? It's the official Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Um, That's a very good. Oh Stephanie yeah, what if they did the, they could do the, first, the first ever, the first ever Andre the women's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, I think it, I think they're gonna um, you know combine the brands for Money in the Bank and for Elimination Chamber and whatever other gimmicks you know you've got in the, during the year, so that that you can have that. I guess maybe not a tournament, but everybody's doing one thing. Listen, I don't think everything needs to be like a real sport in pro wrestling, but you see the things they're having success with. I mean, it's the tournaments, it's the the gauntlet match from last week. It's just like having matches that are like matches, you yeah. know, matches yeah. for their own. I mean, not for their own sake. There's an end, you know, there's something at the, at the, at the other end of the tunnel, but not, I mean, everything. They tell a story. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can tell the small stories in the service of the bigger stories, you know? Um, anyway, Cesaro and Sheamus, as we mentioned, beat Titus worldwide, uh, both on Sunday and Monday. Uh, twice on Monday, um, uh, do we see what, what's the what's the future? We talked a little bit about the bar. Is there any future for Apollo and Titus O'Neil? They got to break them up so they can give Apollo that 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 uh, push. If anything, I think main event is in their future. It's a great show. If you if you show up to Raw early, you can watch it. 
That's uh, yeah, no. It's, low, it's low to it's low to mid card for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apollo's. I mean, they they need Apollo to work, and he's looked really good lately. He they, has. That's why I'm saying you yeah. need to give him something other than give, the, him a, give him a character that's not you know being the second to Titus O'Neil. Yeah, you know, Titus I'm sure is a great dude, and he just needs to start wearing elbow pads and all that stuff. But there's there's a ceiling, and it's a very low ceiling with him, unfortunately. And and it just seems like three people put together with nothing better to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I mean, Titus, and Titus talk, really we've been talking about it. factions. This is like the most old school faction, and it's just sitting here, and we don't care. Yeah. This is probably the, this is the argument against factions. But that's <laughs> but there there's so many trios. That's the thing. There's all of these yeah. doubles and trios. Factions. I'm talking about nation of domination. We are the nation of domination. You know what I mean? I'm Disciples talking Disciples of Apocalypse, the oddities, all the great factions. <laughs> Remember the attitude era? Um oh. Uh, next on the card, uh, Asuka uh, beat Nia Jax. It's a really fun, pretty short match. I thought the the post match angle was cool, even though we've seen that spot a million times where the barricade explodes, mm-hmm. and we saw it at WrestleMania last year. It still pops me. So, I mean, it was just sort of an interesting booking situation where they like their biggest pre planned spot was a was a post match spot, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it was a, they have, there was a similar thing with with Nia and Braun, just like how to keep these very important people relevant uh, in the face of uh, WrestleMania plans that don't involve them. Yeah, sorry, you got to do this job. Although I think she she'll probably she she will be involved in the title match, Nia at WrestleMania, e- either in an official or unofficial capacity, right? For sure, you th- think so? She'll yeah. either make a run in or she'll be in a cage, suspended, or she could be uh, Asuka's, special guest referee. Yeah, she could be Oscar's first challenger after WrestleMania too. Yeah, Kenny Herzog, who I mentioned earlier, is writing for The Ringer, uh, suggested that maybe they go Braun Strowman versus Elias and, like, and make it a number one contenders match if they're going to put those two together. Now, I don't know if that's the right move, but like, I like the idea of WrestleMania, of like put it, putting some contendership stakes at WrestleMania. You know, not just not just this is the end of the story and it, because it's never the end of the story. Yeah, it's, yeah. Ha- it's hard when there's not a title on the line, especially for a guy that's as over as Braun and Relias, by the way. Yeah, yeah they're, they're both clearly um, going to be important in 2018 for WWE. If it was possible to plan ahead in wrestling and it's not, it would be fun if they could do something like the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal gets the main event at WrestleMania next year. You know, do something that has stakes for a year from now. Be yeah. Great. Oh God, I was I was rewatching the famous uh, Saturday Night's Main Event angle where a Macho Man turns on Hogan. Yeah. And that story is just like perfection. And that know? was like months before they actually came to blows in a ring. Yeah. You just can't do that anymore. It's it's amazing to me that they did a three year angle with The Rock and John Cena and it worked. Because yeah. nothing seems to pan out the way they want it to because of injuries, because of all manner of things. Injuries don't apply to John Cena and The Rock. Well, I guess The Rock did the Rock got injured at his last WrestleMania and failed to show up at Raw. So I guess he is he's <laughs> yeah. he's he's vulnerable. But he got through the match. Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt was Ooh, boy. Delete. Delete delete this from your memory. I, the best thing about this was that they finally sort of did the thing I've been saying they need to do with Bray Wyatt for so long, which is just let him be violent. And and that, not a, not on Sunday, but on Monday when he came out for just another Bray Wyatt boring match and and instead like beat the living crap out of out of well, you know, I won't, they're not jobbers, but you know, Heath and Rhino. They're jobbers. Um, they're jobbers. I liked him dancing with Heath. And yeah, it was a it was a, it's a good look. Now it's I don't know how long we can continue this. Take it to the next level. Take it to the next level. They they've got to do something weird because right now we've just watched a couple boring matches. I, the crowd shit all over the I, match. I I think that if I we're we're a ways off, obviously, from being from. I don't know, whatever the next phase of Bray Wyatt is. This is like the ultimate smarky kind of a situation because we want to be like, oh man, WWE really ruined Broken Matt Hardy. Um, but it's not. It's clearly not going well, and I am losing faith, and I am getting worried. Matt Hardy is turning into like the weird, mm. like uncle at the birthday party that's trying to make the kids like chant with him, and like now a lot of the crowd is not is not. They're they're bowing out of the delete chants. Yeah, it, um, it's tough. I mean, I I think that it's I I hesitate to blame WWE that it's not as over as it as it you know people might have suspected it to be. I mean, looks there's a reason why like. 
like YouTube stars are not hosting the Tonight Show. It's a weird. It's a transition from like it's a different. The the, the level of success they had with with broken Matt Hardy at TNA was insane. But it's not a one to one. I mean, it's not a straight line from that into like the WrestleMania main event. And and especially when you're just trying to no, this is on WWE. You're just trying to run it back and sort of like take all of the valor from his TNA run, but not actually do the hard work in WWE. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Listen, I love the WWE. They give me great seats to their shows. I don't want to crap on them too much, but I actually will say that I, you know, everyone says they is an armchair quarterback with these things, but I didn't like Woken, Matt Hardy. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the graphic. I didn't like the fake uh, digital glass shattering. I think that they could have done a lot better. I think they could have had Matt Hardy taken so many L's, uh, even, um, Curtis Hawkins could have broken his streak yeah. on Matt, Matt Hardy. That would have been the last straw, and you could have broken Matt Hardy. He starts out as Woken. This is so exciting. It's Disneyland. We are the WWE superstar, yeah. and just taken so much that he's curling, uh, you know, under the the bottom turnbuckle in a fetal position, and we're like, what is going on? And he comes out, and he is dark and broken. Yeah. We need to go Brian Pillman style to his house, and he's in sure. bed, and he can't get out. I mean, there was a way to tell that, and keeping it on the mid card because you don't have to involve Braun Strowman, you don't have to involve the Miz, you don't have to get Finn Balor or any of these guys involved, even Bray Wyatt. I'm talking about like we don't go as far as getting Ellsworth back but you do have yeah. Heath Slater one-on-one beat him then next week you do have um Rhino spear the crap out of him and he and, and that's how you break Matt Hardy I think there was a really great way to tell the story I, that sounds fantastic yeah I'd be in on that but at the end of the day I think they see it as a comedy angle mm. it's a comedy character it's yeah. funny haha but they won't do the comedy version of it because that's just not what they do they don't do these like weird uh, vignettes and videos that are going to take up 20 minutes of Monday Night Raw. That's just, that's just not mm. what WWE does. It's hard to do comedy with the PG, you know, as well, because it comes off very for kids. Yeah. Unless if there's tons of innuendo, you know what I mean? Or, or or it is truly just funny, just wholesomely funny. Yeah. And that's not what Broken or Woken Matt Hardy was. I, I, don't, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a there are, you know, heavy ink lines that you can color inside, you know, when you're booking a WWE show on the USA Network, you can color with different crayons, but you're going to kind of get the same thing. That said, let's give them some credit. WWE's clearly been, I don't know if there's, if it's a gorilla position, you know, change of seating, gorilla situation, but, you know, the gauntlet match wasn't something that we would have expected to see. That was you know, brilliant. They've been trying some different stuff. Absolutely. Um, and who knows? I mean, maybe we got to, we got to, you know, they're going to be renegotiating their TV rights deal soon. So they might end up at a place that allows them some different opportunities. The, uh, Richard Deitch of SI reported that multiple executives from Fox Sports were at ringside for SmackDown last night. Well, I mean, Fox Sports' biggest personality who has dogged wrestling for his entire career <laughs> was, was, there was backstage getting his picture taken yeah. with wrestlers. Um does that mean that the UFC is going to the USA Network and that we're just doing the old switcherooski? I don't think that there's room for UFC. To, I don't think US, the USA Network has room for all of UFC. And and the word, the, the word that you get from UFC, I think they realize this is so far afield. My guess is UFC realizes that they're that they're not that they're not going to get the number they got last time from Fox, and right. so but and they're interested in. I said this on Simmons podcast. They, both UFC and WWE like look at each other and see and are envious of things that the other people are doing. I think UFC really does want to cut the cake up and and sell if they sell every different show for uh you know to a different outlet and and not just TV. We're talking about Facebook and and everywhere else. Then they can get the same amount of money or more than what they're making now, and they can also have a little bit more creative control from the top. Um, and WWE would just desperately wants a home like Fox where they can be a partner and, you know, have a huge media corporation behind them for all of the great, you know, great, all of the thing, the wonderful things that NBC Universal has done for WWE. Um, you know, the fact that they're not promoting it during NBA's other sporting events or during, you know, like-minded stuff on the, you know, the NBC flagship is just sort of crazy. And if you go all in with Fox and they do have, you know, Triple H or John Cena or whoever showing up at football games and yeah. doing whatever else, like that could be enormous. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, not to get, get too deep into this, but I think it's an interesting and super important topic is you look at for UFC, the way the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball sells their TV rights. They split it up. Yeah. You know, you, Turner takes some, ESPN takes some, NBC takes some. 
Uh, so that's super beneficial for a real, real sport yeah. in UFC. But WWE, you know, they need that. You're right. And here, if you want to be optimistic, this is what you, I said. I think I said this on Bill's show too. You look at what WWE's been doing outside of USA Network, and it's. I mean, who knows who's like making these decisions, be it the the platforms, networks, or the or WWE themselves. But what what it seems like people want is the mixed match challenge, you know, which is totally different than. I mean, it's like out of continuity, basically, you know. Right. And, and uh, you know, the 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 Hulu version of the Hulu specific version of Raw is ninety minutes long. Like, it seems like everybody in the world knows what all of us wrestling fans are complaining about all the time. It's just like too much storyline. The shows are too long. Whatever. Maybe at Fox they'd be smart enough to see you know the 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 way forward and it, it mean the way forward is not just doing the same thing. It would also be great if like because Fox obviously is sort of programs for a very specific demographic, which is just the most of America, you know, it would be great if like Southern booking won the wrestling wars <laughs> after all this time because yeah, Fox just... got the you know fox and and WWE decided to to cater a little bit more to that like. Mid-South loaded glove busted oh, open man. wrestling. Coal miners glove match at yeah. WrestleMania would be dope. Anyway, we're so far away from what we're talking about. We we haven't even talked about really the elimination, the men's elimination chamber at the elimination chamber pay-per-view. Are there any big spots you want to bring up? I was it was frustrating to me that the story of the match was so clearly about Braun Strowman, and then Roman Reigns wins in kind of underwhelming fashion but they built up a monster and then they had superman beat the monster that's pretty standard wwe booking even if it's frustrating but it was it was fine it wasn't as good as a women's match it was gun to my head booking like if you literally were like look (laughs) what's gonna happen I know what you want to have. I know you want Elias <laughs> to win. You know what I yeah. mean? Or whatever it is. I know you want Rollins and Roman to go Lex Luger, Bret Hart, and they both tie, and then it's a triple threat. But yeah, this was pretty much how I saw it going. The only thing I would have probably changed is I probably would have had someone else get a pin other than Braun Strowman. Um, maybe Rollins get a pin. Maybe Roman get more than just the final pin. Yeah, it felt like tacked on, the tacked-on ending to a story that had been about someone else. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I I agree. I, I enjoyed the match a lot. I thought it was fun. I thought I thought that you're right. The gun to the head thing. I mean, it's like they had they put themselves in this insane situation where they have a match where, you know, the 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 clearest way from point A to point B is to make all but one guy look bad, right? I mean, one per, only one person can win this match, but they're right on the eve of WrestleMania. They got to make everybody look great, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? You know, I mean, there's just there's no, they they pulled out all the tricks. I mean, they gave Seth. They gave Seth last Monday. Yes. Um, Finn, Finn shines every time he gets an opportunity. You yep. know, you don't have to, you don't have to overbook that guy. I mean, he, he's, I mean, face paint aside, he, he, he did fine in that match. I mean, the guy's always just flying in the air doing sling blades. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. I wanted to see him and I, <laughs> oh, I, I want to see him and, Sle- and Seth sling blade each other and just like they just spin. <laughs> it's like a, the space time continuum opens up and, you know, it, but that would be great. That's how time travel works. Yeah. You sling blade each other. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed that match. I, I, I have not rewatched it. I rewatched most of the rest of the show and then found myself rewatching Raw. And so, I mean, you just could get away from this stuff so quickly. Um, we haven't really touched upon uh, Rhonda. Oh boy, that's we, true. I mean, you talked so much about it on Bill's podcast, and everyone talks about it. I mean, I've talked about it on another podcast that's not even wrestling related because it's such crossover appeal. So for this audience, all I'll really say is her her debut at the Rumble. We all saw together. It was very clunky. Um, I think Elimination Chamber. The segment was a bit wordy, but it was way more focused. She had way more of a point of view. Mm-hmm. I like that the scowl came out and she kept it and she didn't break. Yeah. character when pointing and then uh you know i think and i like i love stephanie mcmahon's uh slap that was wonderful uh uh and then this and then double and then and then this monday with kurt angle uh geez wrestlemania 21 i mean what is going on with that guy like he's a legend all due respect he's a hall of famer but like why i know he needs his things tightly scripted but someone needs to shake that guy up and just be like Come on, have fun. Just like Kurt Angle, you're talking about. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's some, some it's someone it feels like someone's shaking him up before the camera comes on every time. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's like it's like there is a small animal like running on a hamster wheel to power him and the 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 the, the electricity flow is uneven or something. I don't know what's going on. We have not seen 
the Kurt Angle we remember since he came back. And I don't know if that's just the toll of the life that he led. Yeah. Or his age. A lot of concussions. A lot of concussions. WWE. He can't say W. He he always uh, had that. That was always the thing. So let's, let's let's look on the bright side. Glass half full territory, guys. Everybody knows that Dave Schilling is a ray of sunshine when it comes to talking oh, about yeah. professional really wrestling. really bring out oh, the smart in me too. I'm uh, just like Kurt Angle's garbage. It's a good. <laughs> it's a good idea that I mean, it's it's a it's a I would say a net victory that Ronda Rousey in the, uh, the as the performer that she is right now in this moment is not in a title match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Right? We can count that as a victory. Great book. This tag match is a great use of. I would say of everybody in the match except for Triple H. And storyline, in kayfabe, this is a perfect use for Triple H for a lot of reasons. I just think in general, I mean, everyone knows I'm a Triple H mark. This is, they're kind of leaving a main event slot open, right? I mean, he and he could be fighting strong. Yeah. You know, we said yeah. that there's, there are, there are better, I would think, better uses of Triple H. He can um, only job to a young guy so many times in a row before it stops meaning something, though. Yeah. No, but he can job to people. I'm, and I'm getting so worked up about this. He can job. <laughs> What's his entrance going to be yeah. like? I mean, come on. He can job out because he can also, because in kayfabe, he can also fire people the next day. It's right. okay for him to lose because he has this like storyline power. Yeah, I think it's okay, but it's just like, okay, he lost at WrestleMania 30. He won inexplicably at WrestleMania 31, but then 32 and 33 he lost. Yeah, he needs to do something where it's not so obvious that he's in this match to put over X young guy. You know, Blank we've, we've, Yeah, I think that. Uh, and look, John Cena took the 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 mixed tag last year. You know that he took a year yeah. off of being in a somewhat main event slot. And I think it's great for Triple H. I also I think it it really helps the longe- longevity of Ronda just having him kind of help her along the way. It's yeah. so clear. He is he is doing such spirited work in there. Him and Stephanie both. I mean, yeah. from a non-kayfabe perspective, they are just really doing a great job. They're carrying the those segments. They yeah. really are carrying those segments and Ronda's doing exactly what she needs to do at the right time and, and showing up and you can tell she's getting better. She's still... I mean, just these little details, just when they're going off the air and she's attending to Kurt while Triple H has the scowl, you know, on the ramp. It could just be a little bit more piss and vinegar, but Mm -hmm. she'll get there. I I do believe that she has an agent or Triple H himself watching tapes with her and going through and showing, you know what I mean? Because every time we see her, she's gotten exponentially better. And by the time she hits that Mania match, it'll be so choreographed. She'll drop arm bars like Asuka. I don't know if every time has been an exponential improvement, but certainly Monday night was was a good showing for her. I think Monday was better than Sunday, and I yeah. think Sunday was better than her debut. So I, I think I, Monday was a lot was you know was was it was the first time I felt like okay this could work. Yeah, right. it was it was for me the moment was when she uh, suplexed Triple H at the pay per view. I was like, oh, the so Triple H is basically right. going to be wrestling a broom in this. I mean, no, no offense to all the all parties involved, but like he's uh, we don't know what shape Kurt is in. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we have one real worker in this. We have one person who was 100% not a worker in Stephanie. We have Rhonda who is, you know, as somewhere gifted, as gifted in as, between. Yeah, yeah. I think there's conflicting reports, but you know, it's so, somewhere between she can be carried and this is going to be a catastrophe. Is is where you know that is, and then, um, and then you know, Kurt, we just don't know about. But it would be nice. I mean, it would be nice if. Just for my soul, if like Kurt was was good, was in good shape, and that he and Triple H just got like five minutes to go in the middle of this match, I would love that. Well, here's can I like attend to your soul a little bit? Um, What if you have the Rock special guest referee? Then can you have him do a couple spots, a couple badass spots with Triple H? That and then that means that Kurt Angle will have no problem throwing caution to the wind against Triple H and doing a couple, you know, not. You know, not the way that Braun Strowman lightly babied him onto the table at that one <laughs> uh, pay-per-view. Yes. We have uh, a couple of, I mean, it is, I, I think just triple the absence of Triple H from a headlining match, it has less to do with Triple H, although I do love him, and more to do with, like, we is Braun, I mean, is Brock Lesnar the biggest, the only big transcendent star on this card right now? Ronda Rousey. Well, Ronda Rousey, right. But as far as, like, you know, old re- wrestler, John like Cena. Wrestling oh. Christian. Yeah, so John Cena, Cena is there. Lesnar. Um, we don't know about The Undertaker. We assume uh, Angle. But we don't know how much he can work. Sure. But, like, pe- big draws who are going to be in one-on-one matches. Not that this is necessary one-on-one for matches, whatever. One-on-one matches, big draws. You got Brock Lesnar. By the way, speaking of this... Uh, Meltzer and Mike Johnson are both reporting that Rey Mysterio was not, in fact, okay. backstage at wrestling. I mean, at Raw last night. He can't drop Taker's name and then be like, 
but instead, yeah, I will. Yeah, be... I mean, come on, like he's working New Japan at the end of uh, the end of March. Who is Rey Mysterio? He's wrestling oh, Jushin like Thunder Liger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know the Hardy Boys were, you know, sure a sure. day before last year. But I I agree. I think that it's not Mysterio. I don't think that that moves the needle, especially for crossover appeal. I think that you do have John Cena versus the Undertaker. Gun to my head, right, guys? I mean, not, yeah, not no, the that's... best phrase to use these days, but like I'd say Taker and Cena in one match. That's two, and then Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Triple H is sandwiched with another crossover. And that, by the way, between the four of them, uh, Kurt Angle, Triple yeah. H, Stephanie, and Ronda, there's massive crossover appeal. Sure. No, absolutely true. I think this is this is akin to you know, maybe a WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 19, sort of transition WrestleMania. Yeah. Where you're starting to see that old guard really, like, actually disappearing. Because 30, you know, you, you, you crown Daniel Bryan. Similar to when Benoit wins at 20. It's like, okay, he's obviously not the guy. So, speaking of Daniel Bryan, Fastlane is not, the, is it this? No, it's in it's, two weeks or a week and a half. It's, it's a week from Sunday, as we, the graphics don't. Says. The one thing, the one big question mark about WrestleMania actually is less AJ Styles versus who, because I feel like AJ Nakamura is the answer. That's they, another mm, gun to your head situation. They're, they're, That's I, happening. I imagine, I mean, it was pretty easy to watch last night. And to feel like there was a fallback plan where you just put John Cena in that match and suddenly the SmackDown title match is like the number two draw on the card. Um, although it does feel a little bit like, like what, what's the, I mean, there's some pop culture reference I'm missing, but come on. I mean, John Cena, that would be like WrestleMania three, just being like, you know, Andre's hurt. Let's just put Hogan in the Savage Steamboat match, you know, like, whatever, like, it would be, like that'll really draw the fan. Like then we would we would end up with no good matches, you yeah, know, instead right. of like two legendary ones. But um, but yeah, but but the big question mark on the SmackDown side is what happens to everybody who loses that the Fastlane main event? It's a hot. We mess, have we man. have Kevin and Sammy, Kevin, Sammy, Cammy. Yeah, Cammy, Baron <laughs> Corbin. Um, Ziggler, Ziggler, uh, who is who? I guess turned face last night. Yeah, no, but then, oh, beat, no, but then, he, then he, he beat him up. He beat up. Uh, he beat up yeah, but uh, now he's like a wild card. But he so was the music a misdirect? I was I couldn't hear any. Well, I, I was there the live. Music is so repug with the, the record scratch first, and then yeah. the theme. Com- oh, yeah, the like, first time he came out when he super kicked Owens, he got the record scratch, and then after he made the hot save. Then he didn't get the record scratch, so maybe he is turning babyface. I don't know. It's a mess. I we didn't really talk about SmackDown last week by design because it's such a mess. I hope that if Fox, we're gonna have to talk about it a lot next week, so we can yeah. go ahead and get this out of the way. But it's, um, I mean, we got so Ziggler, Corbin, Owens, Zane, and then on the periphery, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. The one person we didn't mention in the last conversation, uh, you know, legends who would who were probably going to have matches is Shane McMahon. Right. Yeah. Um one would assume that they will figure out a way to get him in a ring, but I don't know. We got a lot of we got a lot of pieces here. And that's and this is and by the way, assuming that I'm assuming that the US title scene stays pretty static that whatever, you know, that the With three what, people Bobby Roode, that Bobby Roode, Orton and and Jinder Mahal Gender. that they're they're is it a triple threat at yeah. Fastlane? And that, that, and oh, that, no, no, no. It's it's a one-on-one at Fastlane. Sorry. Oh, As of this week. I'm saying a, a triple threat. That they'll, that they'll segue into a triple threat yeah. for Mania. Maybe that, a fatal that'll four be the way scene. and get Rusev Day in there. Haha, <laughs> no way. Where is he? He was on the show. He was, I know he, he stood was. In the ring getting before... the biggest chant going, no, guys, it's about Aiden. He and looked miserable. They sell like five shirts when they come to the Staples Center. You know, I mean, they, now they have the ability to, to, you know, you can buy the stuff online and stuff. Right. But, they, but it's like AJ Styles, The Shield, John <laughs> Cena, uh, which all the biggest shirt, all, all the biggest Banks, performers. And then Finn Balor. And they have Rusev Day and people are buying it left and right. Sometimes there is a thing that happens where someone gets over. And it wasn't on purpose. And, they and they're like, what? No, you're off the show until yeah. you cool down for a little bit. Which is funny because then you have this Matt Hardy thing on the other show where they didn't cool him down on purpose. It just happened by accident and they ruined it. I don't know, man. What if the bar was talking about Rusev Day coming? (laughs) There you go. I mean, that would be a perfect switch. Anything. Get him to Raw something. I I want him to flourish. I also like him personally. I think he's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, But I really want to get back to dissecting this uh, six-pack challenge and where they're all headed to Mania, breaking it up. For the sake of argument, let's say AJ Styles is going to win and fight Nakamura one-on-one at WrestleMania, just for the sake of argument. That's actually... argument I'm not going to argue. Right. John Cena 
you know, we can imagine will go fight The Undertaker or someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess he could do something else, but who knows? Let's just put him on ice because he's going to have a one-on-one because he had a... I feel like I'm talking about The Bachelor right now. He yeah. had a two-on-one. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> one-on-one date card. So we yeah. have... So Owens and Zayn clearly tied up in whatever's going on with with uh, with Shane and Daniel Bryan. I can see that being a tag. Yeah, I was about to say. Like Owens and Zayn versus Shane. And, and who, though? That's what I was trying to book. Like Ziggler. Ziggler. Unless they... They're building oh, up that God, feud. I mean, so... he super kicked. Well, Baron Corbin was sort of teaming up with Owens and Zayn last night, right? Is that how he ended things? Or yes, did they it, was, split? it was three versus three. They were they were showing it was oh, Cena, right, it was Ziggler, the baby faces and uh, the that's the, the main baby. event of SmackDown next week, brother. That's a oh, six minute really? I'm sure. If um, it's not, I'll eat my hat. This hat because that's a very valuable. No, awesome I'm not hat. eating. This is wrestling like a, for sale. Big, expensive hat. Um, it's yes. on the Silver Lake Market. Right, so maybe brother. so yeah maybe it's all maybe that the answer is right in front of us that everybody who doesn't win that match just ends up fighting each other somehow at WrestleMania. I think so, and, and then Shane's involved. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan just is not going to be wrestling. No. I am glad we solved this. <laughs> yeah. um, I assume we have to get out of here. Jim has not been in my ear. I, I assume keep, the microphone. We're having is a broke. good time. Keep going, brother. Let's keep. Let's make SmackDown great again. We could do like 10 more minutes if you want. Uh, Death pause. Don't don't give me that, man. Okay. Um, Anyway. Five minutes. um, What else do we need to talk about then? I think in general. made it through the entire thing. SmackDown has been real repug lately. And uh, I hope that if Fox does get in bed with WWE, either buying them or making them a broadcast partner, that they require SmackDown to be better. Because if it's going to be like on FS1 and Raw's on Fox, then you need to, you know, you need to have a storyline or or something that excites the fans to get them to tune in. Because right now, it's really hard to watch SmackDown. Yeah, it's really hard when they, there's things that I, I I'm excited to see every every Tuesday, and I just don't get them. I'm throwing out an idea slash theory at more of a jumping off point than a hard like sell. Um, the the way that you guys were saying, what if they have multiple broadcast partners, the way that the NBA and yeah, MLB yeah. does? Do you uh, do you ship? Do you make SmackDown on? Let's just say uh, CBS. Not really though, but yeah. you know what I mean. And uh, Raw on Fox. Not their affiliates, not CBS Sports, or maybe to CBS Sports, Fox Sports, NBC Sports Network, or whatever it is. They're on two separate networks with mm-hmm. two separate departments. Then do we see that Monday Night War situation? I mean, they're on opposite nights, obviously, but will there be that competition that they're always trying to kayfabe us in? No, because they tried that and when uh, SmackDown was on TNN CW and, and, oh, and, and yeah, UPN. Yeah, it could be UPN on different, different channels. Yeah, but, I, but definitely I think that there's more of an opportunity. I think the combination of you know the eventual ascent of Stephanie and, and Hunter in real life and uh, you know the uh, Fox is a potential owner slash investor is interesting and i i hear me hearing that more and more um i don't know that it really changed much except just sort of i mean best case scenario it wouldn't change much at wwe in a negative way but it would have fox's investment be more be more significant because it's a permanent ownership situation um but who knows that's a that's a whole can of worms but I, I I feel like they 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 must be aware they have to get to a point where the brands are different in a in a in a functional way, not just calling them different things and running the shows together. Well, they're trying aesthetically to make them different. With um, you know, Raw's got their weird new sort of almost sports esque video or mm-hmm. graphic packages, and SmackDown now has you know, words on the screen all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't like that. I know that there's a lot of people saying, oh, we're just we're on the road to ending the brand split just like the last time. But for every reason that we've talked about with the, um, the TV rights deal, you can't. You can't merge them again sure. because then SmackDown becomes um, Sunday Night Heat. But so you need to have both of these shows be as strong as possible in order to make as much money as possible from the TV rights deal. You've got Monday and you've got Tuesday. Yeah. Those are those are those are two important I, days. I feel like we could outline a pretty reasonable way to conduct this. But I think yeah. that the well, real I think I think something that that, could, that we're not even thinking of is just a simple superstar shakeup. I mean, if you yeah. get yeah. enough talent on SmackDown, well, but, but I think that the I mean, the, what we all long for, which is like the the, the real comp the in house competition. I mean, you could solve that with NXT or with 205. I mean, if you really let, if you get some more talent there, Triple H has taken over and really, I mean, I think we've suggested this before that you just sort of run it as a separate promotion, not a separate weight class, 
but just run it separately. And we're in this parallel universe where people are a little bit shorter, you know, but yeah. it's not, it doesn't have, but, but that could be, I mean, the problem with the brand split, and this is literally happening now, but we've seen this in previous brand splits is that whenever ratings go down, you know, Vince calls John Cena and says, get on the other show. Yep. You know, we need you, we need you every night. And, um, and, Taker did it for a brief yeah, time there and, as a free agent. But I think that, the, yes, exactly. And I think that, that the answer is fine. Just put all your big draws on Monday Night Raw, you know, and just let, and then f- whether it's SmackDown or a third show, just let it be the sort of creative show, you know, mm. let it be, find some writers or wherever that you're really into. Let it into. be New Japan or, or, yeah, you know, and, let, and or let it, and something. let the, it's, it's good workers and good, you know, creative stuff. And it can be, it doesn't have to be your big draws, you know, I think it can, it, Sami yeah. Zayn can be your champion. Just like let, let them go. I think that the key is going to be when, when Vince finally does retire, because from what everyone has said, that's got any sort of understanding of how WWE works. Yeah. Vince McMahon sees SmackDown as less than Raw. Raw is his baby. SmackDown is the thing well, that they that's, did for The money. thing is, that's true. And it yeah. needs to continue to be true. You know, I mean, it's like one is three hours long. It's the first one right after every pay-per-view. Like, it's a more important show. It's yeah, got but, the history. But you still have to have someone in charge of it who believes that it's, it is as important, even if it isn't. It's like right, Thursday is, Night Football. Which is why you need someone like Paul Heyman running SmackDown and not Vince McMahon, who, who you know, you need someone who is who's desperately trying to make SmackDown better than Raw. Exactly. And not hamstring. And, and someone who's going to say when Vince is like, we're bringing John Cena, we're taking away your big star and putting them on Raw, someone who's just like, hell yeah, that's a challenge and I'm up for it. Yep. Anyway. We solved all the problems in the world today. Great. And I feel God. really good about it. Not even one yet. Um... Yeah, it's true. No, it's 147. Oh, well Ooh. then, all right. Well, it took us anyway, too long. A little, little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> People listening to this, now you know how long it takes between uh, between us finishing recording and for heel producer Jim to actually put this thing together and get it on the internet. Pressure's on, Jim. Yeah, this is your up again. This is a this is the uh, beat the clock challenge for for. <laughs> this our is his own Jim. personal gauntlet match. He's the <laughs> Seth Rollins of producing podcasts. <laughs> um, and by that we mean he likes to wear baseball caps at that weird cocked angle, so everybody knows he's a dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> got to get rid of that one blonde streak too. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you both for being here. Of course, this is my, natural. my two best friends Skylar in the world. Austin. You guys want to plug anything before we get out? Skylar, you're a real star. I'm not. So I'm in between things, guys. I got some things I'm not allowed sure. to talk about yet, but one thing I'm allowed to talk about is Trolls. The beat goes on. Any of you guys have kids or just like watching kids? Yes, stuff? absolutely. Um, Trolls, the movie uh, with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, has a corresponding Netflix original series that we've banked several episodes of the first uh, we've Sasha banked them and uh, and uh, we've actually money in the bank to them but um, there are let's keep going Um, but there are six (laughs) 22 minute episodes already available and in the next week there will be six more and six more and six more and six more for the next uh, several months and um, they're really funny I play the Justin Timberlake role I sing I scream and uh, it's an amazing cast it's really funny stuff the robot chicken people are doing it so it's a little bit more irreverent that's awesome and we do you want to talk about the theme song? Are you allowed to say this? Oh, yeah. Because this is a great crossover oh, sure. audience. Oh, I would love to crossover. So my buddy Brendan Schaub, who has the podcast Fighter and the Kid, and formerly the Big Brown Breakdown, now the Below the Belt podcast, has a Showtime digital show uh, that is airing Wednesday night, tonight as we record this. Yeah. I don't know when this drops, but at 10 p.m. Uh, below the Belt, uh, he's going to really focus a lot on boxing and UFC, but also handle the hot topics. Oh, he's going to cover a little WWE. I'm getting him into it. Oh, That's nice. Uh, we might even do a wrestling companion situation where we watch an old you know just That's awesome yeah, yeah like Will sasso or someone like that anyway i recorded the theme song uh uh it's on my tw- i tweeted it it was on my instagram stories you'll hear it it's really funny and there's a little corresponding cartoon that goes with it nice and That's i'll great. eventually do some segments on the show i'm sure awesome and i'll be here next week Oh, Dave. <laughs> Tip your waitresses, And guys. buy my t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Tom Gun Live. Apologies to uh, Jim would like us to plug Tom Gun Live, which is a- Tom, Tom Gun, Gun Come on. No, it's Tom Gun Live. It's oh, called yeah, because, Tom Gun. Yeah, you is guys it? got sued or something, Jim? No, Maybe. because it's more than just Top Gun. It's all of Tom oh. Cruise's- Aha. Yeah, it was, it was really entertaining. It's there one of those go. things yeah. where they just like- 
you know, get someone from the audience to play Tom Cruise? Yeah, years ago, uh, my buddy Ryan Mitz played Johnny. Well, they, the same guys they did the Point Break live, yeah. and so we went, and my buddy got picked to play Johnny Utah, and it was a blast. That's and literally just... Jim. Jim did Point Break live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our no, producer. Yeah. And now I'm sitting back here listening to you, Jackass. Yes, just hiding back uh, there. I didn't know if you made the connection. Yes. Where where are you where where is Tom Gunn live, Jim? It is March seventeenth at the Regent Theater downtown LA. Tickets available, TomGunnLive.com. You can see Jim with his pants off. Yeah, that's you, all you, I will tell you. you. And his shirt off, separate scenes. Very true. <laughs> oh. oh well then I know exactly where that is. Oh, we're also uh in San Francisco this Friday there at the go. DNA Lounge and March twenty fifth in San Diego at the music box. Look if you've that. ever wanted to IRL harass Jim for making this show shorter than you like it. This is your opportunity. Oh, heckling is 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 encouraged. Yes, please heckle Jim. Please scream chicanery. He he plays Iceman, guys. This is a bit. This is his big break. This oh, is it. Boy. He's gonna get too big for us. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Um, thank you guys for being here. Thank everybody for listening. Apologies as always to Dean Ambrose. Ah, that lunatic fringe. I feel so bad. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Matt Hardy is turning into like the weird uncle at the birthday party that's trying to make the kids like chant with him.